Hi everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein, I am your host. I am a narcissistic abuse life coach. So now I'm going to be discussing the difference between shameful and shameless. I wanna make a distinction between these two terms because oftentimes we believe that people who act in shameless ways don't in fact have shame. But actually the way I see it is shameless and shameful are flip sides of the very same coin. Uh, let me explain. So someone who is acting shameless, in essence, what they're doing is they're attempting to deal with their shame by disconnecting from it entirely and acting out towards others, while someone who is shameful, in essence, has turned inwards and in essence is hiding their shame. So in, I guess you can say one of them is hiding by expressing it, over-expressing their, their themselves, and somebody who is shameful is just simply hiding themselves entirely. So someone who is shameless usually looks and acts confident However, what they're doing in essence is overcompensating for their low feelings of self-worth by faking confidence and acting out of a sort of false self and in essence trying to get attention by putting themselves too much out there. Uh, in essence, they are probably addicted to attention and perhaps narcissistic supply. So an example of this would be, let's say, pornography. And uh, excuse the perhaps coarse example, but I, I do find this to be a good example because let's say a porn star, right? Obviously, they seem sexually confident, capable. Uh, those are, who are on the outside and seeing this in essence may see someone who is to be admired because they're very confident with themselves. They're more than happy expressing themselves in public and letting other people uh, see them. However, when you are lacking shame entirely, you are lacking the ability to use shame for what it's meant to be used for, to identify if we've gone too far, if we've crossed boundaries, if we've done shameful things. So someone in this instance, the way I see it is acting shameless. They are not allowing their shame to identify that perhaps they're doing something that is potentially immoral uh, and disrespectful to themselves and towards other people. So someone who is acting shameless, in essence, what they've done is, like I mentioned, they're acting out of this sort of false self and hiding from their true self. So again, another way of avoiding uh, themselves. And because they are able and willing to do things that let's say someone who has a healthy amount of shame would set a boundary with uh, because they don't necessarily have that internal mechanism, it's not working for them, for several different reasons, mostly usually because there's been so much shame early on in childhood, they've been shamed to death. So in essence, because they have no idea and no really real tools to deal with their shame, they just disconnect from it entirely. And again, like I mentioned, are acting out of this false self. So being shameless is usually an attempt to violate one's own boundaries. So in essence, you're disrespecting where you would end. Uh, in essence, you're, you're just giving too much of yourself, I guess you can say, uh, expressing yourself more than you were comfortable with, just giving yourself away entirely uh, to get attention, mistakenly hoping, this is really where the tragedy comes in, you're hoping that you'll get uh, something in return. You'll give too much, but you'll get, you know, you'll be able to soothe your wounds or, or soothe inner loneliness, emptiness, and ultimately soothe your shame. So in childhood, when a child is shamed, what happens is, is that because they don't have the I guess you can say the safety and the ability to learn how to deal with their shame. Because like I mentioned, everyone needs a healthy amount of shame. If you don't have that amount, what you'll do is you will hurt others and lack empathy because in essence, you will have no internal barrier or mechanism or, or GPS telling you, hey, listen, you've gone too far. And in essence, you are hurting people. And therefore, as a result, shame itself cannot serve the child and later the adult in a healthy, functional way. There are several different functions of shame, and I do not think shame is a bad thing. And perhaps it has such a bad negative connotation because when someone is shamed, they're usually shamed uh, in derogatory, hurtful ways, ways in which they are, in essence, start to shame themselves. It becomes a tool to hurt somebody. However, shame in it, in it of itself is not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually natural. Uh, shame 
what happens is shame when we have gone past the boundary, when we feel like we've let ourselves down, we've disappointed ourselves, what we are capable of, of doing, uh, we've, we've disrespected ourselves, perhaps we are immoral within our own world, that internal mechanism has shame to, to explain to us that, hey, listen, you know, correct yourself because you've gone too far. But shame in this essence, because there's so much of it, it cannot serve its function and the entire person's existence becomes shame-based, their whole personality becomes one in order to defend against the shame. So in essence, they're not themselves, they're this shame-based personality. Uh, their core of their existence is shamed. It's it basically the all-consuming motivation behind every single action this individual will take, and they will take these actions to avoid themselves, to avoid this shame. Now, when it comes to healing, the very thing that you will not be able to ignore and avoid is your painful emotions, specifically shame. So. In order to use shame in a way that's effective, we have to flush out all the shame that's associated with your past. You know, in essence, uh, like Dr. John Bradshaw says in his book, uh, Healing the Shame That Binds You, you know, shame binds you to people, shame binds you to the past, binds you to experiences, binds you to a story. So in order to set yourself free so you can be in the present moment, you have to, in essence, allow those experiences to, I guess you can say, happen again, but not obviously happen again. In essence, they have to be felt as if they're happening again, which means the emotions that were not experienced because we ran away from them, we froze, or we disconnected, we dissociated. We have to allow ourselves to experience those negative emotions. And once we do, we dissipate those emotions and they, we can be set free from it holding us back. Now, the way I see it is letting go of shame is very difficult, obviously working through the painful emotions of shame, but one of the reasons why we hold on to our shame is because we don't want to let go of the person who gave us that shame. So actually, by letting go of the shame, we'll lose the bond. Let's say we have a narcissistic parent. Part of the reason why we don't want to let go of our shame is because by letting go of the shame, we will lose the only connection we have to our shame-based parent. Or uh, let's say we don't want to let go of a partner because shame is connecting us to that partner. It's almost like we bond through negative emotions or we bond through the shame. So by letting go of the shame, you can almost feel like there's a death, you're losing the person. The way I see it, however, it's so important to let go of the shame. And once you do, you will be letting go of the very person that you attracted because of that shame or those negative emotions. So if you are struggling to let go of shame, chances are you are struggling to grieve the loss of the person who you would lose if you do not have that shame to connect over. So if you are struggling to let go, uh, let go, you know, in essence, let go and let God and realize you are many instances addicted to these negative emotions because we're addicted to those relationships. If you're having struggle with the addiction to negative emotions or really letting go of the shame and processing it and dealing with it, you are certainly not alone. It would be an honor to assist you in this process of working through your shame so you cannot act in shameful ways, but ultimately not act in shameless ways and disrespect your own boundaries and put yourself out there in a way that makes you uncomfortable or hide your light. Both of these are, in essence, negative for our mental health and don't allow us to express ourselves in a way that allows us to be experienced by another person and allow for connection and fulfillment. I offer a free 15-minute consultation, so definitely reach out and take advantage of that. My email is info at yetsepstein.com, my phone 818-210-6049. I want to thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the very best.